You're listening to The Hyphenated Woman with Camille Veronica, a podcast celebrating the multiple stories of women who shape the world and make it a better place by the various hats and roles they wear. Thank you for joining me on this journey. I look forward to sharing with you. excited to share with you this conversation with my bestie, Lee Walker, as we delve into a variety of things. Uh, It's really a conversation of just two good friends talking. And so I invite you to join in the fun. Uh, Get ready. There is a lot of giggling because we are so silly sometimes. And yet we keep telling ourselves we are adults. Enjoy. comes about out of this concept that, you know, I was at a social function, this brother comes up and says, so what do you do? Mm -hmm. And, you know, at that moment, I knew I did not want to be defined by my nine to five. But I want to put the question out to you in honor of the brother who kind of was the impetus for this whole concept of the hyphenated woman. I want to ask you, so what do you do? You know, I'm asking, yeah, I know. See, you know, this is so you. This is so you like. Do you mean right now? I was, but literally, no, you, like, yeah. No, because I was thinking because I heard that podcast and I was listening yes. to it. And I'm like, oh, my oh thank you for listening. Yeah. And here's a funny thing, sidebar. I was uh-huh. telling my mom, I was like, oh yeah, Camille wants me to do be on her podcast. Oh, I've heard her podcast. You have? Yeah. When she sends it through Facebook, I hear it. I'm like, oh. I want to send me yours too. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. Okay, look at your mama on top of this, Miss Brenda. You, you know, staying, at, staying ahead of trends. Thank there you, very you go. Much. There you go. Okay. So, um, it's, when you said that, I was like, when I was listening to the podcast, of course, I was driving work. I'm like, oh man, if someone's asked me what I do, the first thing would have come out my mouth is like, oh, I'm a speech and language pathologist. I work with kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I take it back. I never say I'm a speech and language pathologist, which upsets my mother terribly because she said, you need to say every word because we paid for every word, <laughs> put the credentials behind it and everything. You know, I'll just tell people I work with kids and my mother was like, no, oh, you don't stop. just work with kids. This is stop. what you do. You know, I can't believe you actually say like, for real, for real. <laughs> I do. I just, I do just say, you know, I, I work with kids. Oh, okay. All right. And then, it, then people start asking me questions and maybe that's my, my way unconsciously to get people to pull stuff out and get conversations going. I don't know. I don't okay. know if there's a method to it or not, or I'm just, I just say it. But, um, so when I was listening to your podcast and I said, the first thing I would have said was I work with kids, man. But that's, so, I do so much more, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so tell us what you do. Come on, doctor. <laughs> first of all, I'm not a doctor, but I do play one on the radio. But anyway. Okay. <laughs> you need prayer. <laughs> I know I do. So badly, so badly. Okay. I'm oh. <laughs> as you should, as you should. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, um, I'm going to make my mother's my mother proud. Okay. I am a pediatric speech and language pathologist with a specialty in feeding therapy for medically mm-hmm. unstable infants and kids. There you go. No wonder you say you work with kids. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah. 
but and it's funny because my uh my email address which I've had since I graduated from college and you know how in the beginning back in the 90s or whatever when we created our email address it was just we didn't like I don't know what to put down there I just know I'm right. not gonna put my name down there because I don't want people to know who I am so right. I put down dysphagia therapist Mm -hmm. it's the only way I learned how to spell dysphagia by the way there you go and Mm -hmm. it's uh, it's, it's basically a feeding therapist so I still have that email address to this day so whenever Mm -hmm. I give someone that email address (laughs) therapist I said dysphagia oh okay what is that I said dysphagia is the act of swallowing oh so I said yeah so I work with kids helping them to swallow better so they can eat oh okay that's pretty cool that's pretty cool you know so mm-hmm. whenever I give out that email address that's when you know I'm like oh dysphagia okay and again that makes my mother proud what's your mm-hmm. email address Lee tell me your email address dysphagiatherapist at yahoo.com okay yeah 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 tell them what it means it means swallowing <laughs> you know? I swear your mama's the original <laughs> drama mama putting her child out on stage no matter what okay you know Miss Brenda said, is going to have you out on stage <laughs> she is and Miss she's not saying going out there and dropping like a hot baby remember that thing she used to do <laughs> that's next okay <laughs> just give her a minute like, exactly let the baby exactly. warm up okay exactly she gonna come out of her shell sooner or later just give her some time right. give her a couple more years it's coming it's coming <laughs> Oh, man. So, yeah. so if yeah. you were just limited to being see now I tell everybody oh my best friend's a speech therapist I mean and it really isn't that's really not all that it is no, you know, but it's, it's, it's so the easiest more. way for me to say to people yes. what you do without and, and for me to brag about you because if I did that whole title I'd be like yeah okay <laughs> you know yeah, exactly so, but, but there is more to you than that. I mean, I do know that you are also a daughter and you mm-hmm. are a mother and mm-hmm. you are a sister. Mm-hmm. You're a mentor. You're a partner. You're a mm-hmm. homeowner. I mean, so there's so much more to you than just that. And I don't want to say just that title because no, we had to work know. hard to get that title. We really yes, did. we did. Yes, we and did. And not only to keep it, but like, I know you don't want to brag on yourself. So let me do that for you. You're like in the top of your your specialty and people, you know, come to you and they ask you to present and you, mm-hmm. you do all of these things. And I know, let me say it for you, because I know like when people say, Oh, you've been to this school and you've done this and you've done, you know, it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to brag on yourself. So let right. me, let me do that for you that um, I'm going to tell the world that my bestest friend in the whole wide world is really at the top of her, her game. And um, this didn't just, you didn't just happen upon it. It wasn't because, you ain't had nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. It, you know, I believe it came out of a, a you know, a strong dedication, determined, definitely determination, mm-hmm. and a desire, you know, to 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 learn more and to really be the best at what you do. Um, and so, you know, I applaud you for that, and I celebrate mm-hmm. you for that because, you know, we take for I believe we take for granted what we do mm-hmm. every day because we do it. You know, right. Um, right. I do what I do because I love it and I'm grateful right. that I love it. But I also know that, you know, there are moments when people compliment me on what I do that I'm kind of like, Oh shit, that wasn't nothing, uh-huh, <laughs> you know, and, uh-huh. you know, and, and learning how to accept the compliments big or small and no matter what it is, whether it's for the way I cooked 
or the way I sang, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter, but just to be able to accept that and, um, you know, be okay with it and also be okay with other people observing what you do and your, your capabilities. And so, you know, I want to celebrate you. I want to celebrate, you know, all of these accomplishments because I know the path wasn't easy. Um, you know, we shared mm-hmm. some of the struggle together in, in the undergraduate work, right. um, being in Wisconsin together. And, you know, there are days I, I still look back on that trying to figure out how do we, how do we manage to get together? How do we, you know, sometimes I think know. it was out of survival, but you know, the right. fact that we were brought together and, you know, on paper, what looked like two uniquely different individuals came mm-hmm. together and, and we've stayed together over the years. So, you know, mm-hmm. and in that watching you go through, you know, various, various stages in your, you know, in your studies and in your learning and saying, okay, this is, I now know what I want to do. I want to go this way. And then when you went that way, it's, it's like, the floodgates just opened up and you just, mm-hmm. you took over the world, you know, and, and if, and if you haven't taken over the world, I swear you're about to <laughs> let and me believe that. You know, when you say that, and my aunt, you know, she's always saying, mm-hmm. you need to tell people your accomplishments. But mm-hmm. again, like you said, when we do something every day, we think it's part of who we are. So basically being a speech therapist, anyone who has any issues with understanding, producing speech, kids with tics, um, any kind of brain injury, in addition to feeding, that's, you know, we work with all those. So mm-hmm. probably about once a month in our um, meetings at work, they're always asking, so has anyone done anything extraordinary? Mm. Or has anyone done anything they need, they want to share that was beyond the call of duty? You know, I forget the wording that they use. And I sit there and I, I never say anything. Mm. I never say anything mm. because like yeah, I had this. I had a kid who was on a on a feeding tube, and now he's not on a feeding tube, and he's eating by mouth now, and the tube is out, and mm. I discharged him. But I I'm not going to bring that up because that's that's what you hired me for, right? Mm. You hired me. So to me, the things that the kids, the accomplishments the kids make with my support, it's nothing extraordinary. It's what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So. I never really have anything to say. And so my aunt said, you know what, you need to say something. And one time Mm -hmm. I did say something. I said, oh, I had this one kid and the parent was really challenging and the kid had some, a lot of medical issues and they were going up and down. And then we finally got to this point and everyone was like, oh, wow, Lee, you're the best. You're the best. I'm like, really? (laughs) But you pay me to do this. You know, it's almost like a teacher saying, oh, yeah, this kid is going to advance to the next grade. And was like, oh, my gosh, you're the best. He's like, how am I the best? That's what he was supposed to do. So, yeah, it's, it's, it, you know, I, I have to learn how to, as my mom say, pat myself on the back and right. let, let other people know that right. these are my magical mm-hmm. wand and everyone's able to do it it's just self-acceptance mm. Ooh, yeah. come on now you could preach a sermon on that come uh, on i know it can go on forever in a day <laughs> no, no no okay because I so think, then uh-huh 
Go ahead. No, go ahead. You're the doctor. I'm I'm just the patient. Go ahead. I'm doctor. Anyway, um, <laughs> like we were talking about this earlier about how different stages in our lives, how we deal with different things, and once you get into mm-hmm. their later stages. You feel like, oh, I can say whatever I choose. And I don't think it's because you think, oh, people are going to look at me like, oh, that's, that person's old and see now. She don't know what she's talking about. It's more so mm-hmm. like, this is who I am. And this is on this. And, you know, I'm, and I'm not afraid anymore of how you view me or how the world views me because this is who I am. Mm-hmm. So I think as I've gotten older in my profession and my relationships and meeting new people, kind of accepted who I am you know the running joke mm-hmm. around the house is that you know all my friends you included say you know you need to go out put yourself out there go out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know um don't be in a cave all your life and this and the other and I've just come to realize it causes so much anxiety me even thinking mm-hmm. about doing stuff like that that mm-hmm. I I know I have to accept who I am you know I'm with mm-hmm. I'm with someone who loves to go out. He he loves having family around. He loves entertaining, but mm-hmm. he knows that I don't really like doing that. So what he mm-hmm. does is he's really good about it. He'll say, "Hey Lee, in two months, um, such and such invited us over to his house with his family for mm-hmm. dinner for a cookout. Are you okay with that? All right, yeah, it's two months two months down the road. Okay, I can do it. And then he'll say." probably about a month beforehand they you know was coming up I said yeah yeah I know okay and then I'm already in my head and I've already kind of released the anxiety of it and just said okay it is what it is mm-hmm. so I know that I don't enjoy going out mm-hmm. but I know that my partner does so you know of course you know we, it's all about compromising but right. I have, but I have to accept that it is going to cause me angst, and I do need preparation for it, and mm-hmm. I shouldn't feel bad about that, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if if I'm, and we've gone to places where it's been like crowded. We went to one his cousin's house for a Christmas celebration, and unbeknownst to us, people mm-hmm. from Puerto Rico was they just came in to drop by, so you know it was all about oh we haven't seen you in so long, and there's right. kids and everything else, and I'm just sitting in the corner, and all of a sudden you know he looks at me, he's like hey give me 20 more minutes and then we out of here I said no 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 Mm -hmm. I'm okay I kind of have a little nook here he's like no no he's like I've done everything I need to do and I know how you are about this and I don't want to overwhelm you so Mm. by me being honest with myself it allows him to say hey I'm not going to push her too far you know Mm -hmm. this is my compromise for her so yeah and and it's more so um I just kind of go within myself okay and and people have to pull things out of me. I'm not, mm. you know, I'm not myself. So that's that's when the anxiety is at its height. Mm-hmm. But um, the things that I've had to go through, the struggles, of course, you know, being in school, going mm-hmm. away to summer camp, going to summer camp as a counselor, mm-hmm. you know, and being in a situation where I know no one. Mm-hmm. And there's that, it's not that, that anchor person or that bridge person to introduce me to someone else and they have a conversation and I'll kind of slowly come into the conversation but just being the only person and someone comes up to me and it's a 50-50 conversation I'm like okay I don't know what more I need to say mm-hmm. I don't you know it's almost like I have this blank or like what I have to say is probably not not that interesting anyway so I think that's where the anxiety comes in and the self-doubt you know but as I've gotten older and we've gotten, and I've gotten 
to go to professional courses and you know there's always that one lecturer who says mm-hmm. okay so I want everybody to get a partner <laughs> and I'm like why <laughs> why why do we need right. partners right. <laughs> just tell us what you want to do I'll do for myself I don't need a partner you know right and then you start thinking in the back of your head was I did I smile like the person who I just sat next to or did I not give her eye contact because if that's so she's gonna look at the person the opposite of me and I'm gonna be standing up there like I don't have a partner you know right right and you know the funny thing about about partnering up even as adults, it still feels like gym class. And yes. so if you get picked, you know, at the beginning, yes. the middle, or the end, it still feels like that, even as adults, yes. you know? Yes. Yeah. So as an adult, I've, I have become a little bit more comfortable because I can tell the kind of person when the lecturer starts talking, like, you know, and they typically give you like a quick little soul, like, you know, somewhere in doing this lecture, we're going to have you partner up and everything. Then I'll look at someone like, partner you're like oh yeah 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 we'll be partners like, okay because you asked me to patch pass you the picture of water and i did that so we're gonna be right. partners right you know me now <laughs> we good friends now right this is like the playground all over again <laughs> you fell down and i told the teacher that boy pushed you right so right. we friends right <laughs> So, <laughs> so with that I have learned to kind of use my techniques and I think those techniques have helped me not to be so doubtful and so anxious mm-hmm, mm-hmm, because they mm-hmm. are normal techniques for me and okay. as I've gotten older and gotten into different situations I've learned how like okay I can handle this much but I can't mm-hmm. handle all of this you know mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. At work, for example, you know, we're all women, we're all therapists, and we're all at different stages of our lives. Some just starting their their families and their kids. Some um, are in the midst of it and some near the end of it, you know, kind of like mm-hmm. where I'm at, where, you, where your child is, you know, very older, high school age. And, mm-hmm. and you're just like, okay. And then you have the people who are talking about who just starting everything and how they're stressing about this and that and the other. Some days I can take that. Some days, like, you know what? I'm not at that mindset right now where I can sit here for an hour and listen to all of this, you know, mm-hmm. especially if they're kind of culturally different from me. And I'm like, okay, really? That's that. That's just okay. Yeah. I don't think I, I don't think I have the patience for that today. <laughs> so, you know, I'll just, I'll nicely excuse myself and everyone knows me and they are sad, you know, but you're coming back. I said, like, no, I'm going to go do some notes. And I mm-hmm. feel okay saying that, you know, right. I feel okay saying that um, one instance, something happened when I had a um, performance review and it was a new um, supervisor. She was there for about a year and she gave me a low mark for working with my coworkers and working with peers. And I was like, well, why'd you give me a low mark? She's like, well, when they're in the lunchroom, you rarely say anything. I said, but do you know the conversations that they have? Mm-hmm. Those conversations don't appear don't apply to me they're in their 20s they're in mm-hmm. their early 30s there's a big generation gap there you mm-hmm. know i'm like they don't even know who good times are I, I don't what? exactly <laughs> i'm like, never say <laughs> right you know when we talk about session street the first thing they think is elmo i said no mm-hmm. no no what happened mm-hmm. to mr snuffleupagus you know right right who is he so it's just a big that's a big cultural gap and i said to her i said listen when i have things to say i do say them and i said you notice that when we're in the chart room we're all laughing and talking, you know, mm-hmm. I'll chime in with this and that and the other. And every once in a while, I'll come in with a story about my daughter. I'll come in a story about, you know, 
Joe and I and we all laugh and talk. I said, but just because I'm not sitting in that that room every day with them doesn't mean I don't interact with them, you know. And mm-hmm. she had to even step back and say because she was someone who's in her early thirties, you know. And she had to stand back and say, you know what, Lee, you're right. You're right. So, okay, I understand that. And I think by me being comfortable with who I am and being able to say that without feeling like, you're right, I should interact more. I Mm. should make myself go out and be more uh, extroverted. You know, (laughs) I I know that's not me. So why should I even try to do something that's not me? I'll do what I can do. Right. So when, when did... At what point, and it doesn't necessarily mean what age, but like what point did you begin to feel okay with who you are, what you needed, articulating that to people, being very, you know, opening up and saying, this works, this doesn't work. I mean, do you remember when that, when that kind of formulated for you? I think it's more of a gradual thing. I Mm -hmm. think as situations came up, I would try something and then I was like, "Eh, I shouldn't have come here. Or mm-hmm. this is not working for me. And mm-hmm. then the next time that situation comes up again, I'm like, Mm-mm, last time I did that, nope, I can't do it. You know. And as I start saying to people, mm, I don't think I don't think I'll be able to come. And they've been fine with it, and I don't feel like I've hurt anyone's feelings. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, oh, okay. So I think it's a slow change. I don't think something happened and made me say, oh, now I'm comfortable with saying this and saying that. You know, again, I'm still learning. Because there's still some situations they'll say at work, oh, you know, we're all going to go out on Sunday for brunch. You're coming? And everyone's like, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. And I'm like, mm, not so much. I don't want to go hang out on Sunday because then I have to come back with, on Monday to hang out with you guys. I like my weekends to be with my family. Mm-hmm, and I'll say, mm-hmm. you know, I'll say, but I'll I'll have a little bit of anxiety. I was like, you know what? I, I really can't make it because I like hanging out with my family. But at the same time, a part of me is like, yeah, you should go. So I'm still learning. It's not like very clear cut. I know and I'm good with it. You know, it's still a process. And I've also found, too, that not only does it help, you don't know where other people are at in their space in life or whatever, but sometimes their words can help change your perspective of your Mm -hmm. own life. Mm-hmm. So, for example, where was I at? I think I was at a bagel store or whatever. And and it was like in the middle of the day. And um, I think a Joe was getting the bagels. And I was sitting down. And this older woman sat across from me. And she sat there. And she was somehow enough. We got on the subject about something. And, of course, you know, came up. What do you, you know, what kind of work do you do? And, of course, I said, I work with kids. And do you have any kids? Yeah. And, and somehow another, something came out about me, my I was like, yeah, my daughter is adopted and she was one of my first patients and, you know, and so on and so forth and telling the whole story. Like, you know, I've known her for two years prior prior to adoption and we've kind of known each other and, you know, and, and everyone always says, oh, you know, she's so great to have you. She's so great to have you. And I tell everyone every time, I'm like, you don't understand. She came to me in a part of my life that I think if she wouldn't have, I wouldn't be the person I am now. She saved mm. me. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, I can't, I can't take all the credit that I saved her. She mm-hmm. saved me. So I'm telling this woman this story and her eyes are getting all wide and everything. Mm. She's like, you need to write a book. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what? She's mm-hmm. like, you need to put this in a book. This is like, this is something that people, it's a feel good, make you feel happy about humanity type of mm. story. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there, I'm just like, mm, 
not so much. I don't think so. So she's like, you know, she's like, I want to know your name. And, you know, I told her my name. She's like, I'm going to be looking for you. And I'm going to be looking for a book from you. And I'm okay. like, all right, put the stress on me. Why don't you? So, you know, <laughs> of course, I've kind of written up 20 rough drafts and never really completed anything. But, you know, everything is still in the works. I'll probably finish it when I'm on with it, too. But anyway, <laughs> I was, I was talking to my aunt. I was telling her what happened. She's like, yeah, you need to write a book. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I, I really do think you should. I really do think you should. And just talking to that lady turned my perspective of mm-hmm. my life. And, and she's talking about me going into direction I never, ever, ever thought of. You know, mm-hmm, I'm like, mm-hmm. me writing something mm-hmm. that people want to read about my life, Miss Introvert. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's kind of pushing it. I'm not Stephen King. I, you know, I, I don't know if I can do this. You know, there's no horror in this at all. But you know, she has she did put something in me like, hey, you need to share this and let mm-hmm. other people know that these things happen, and sometimes people put in your life for different reasons. I'm like, oh right. yeah, you're so true. So when you were talking about when people say, oh yeah, I like your earrings. Mm-hmm. and you say oh yeah I made it you never know what can come out of those little small conversations you know? right right okay. thank you for taking time to listen to the hyphenated woman podcast hopefully you found something inspiring something encouraging or even something to celebrate I appreciate you and the time that you've taken to listen Feel free to comment, leave a message. I'd love to hear what you're thinking. You are invited back to listen. And please feel free to tell others as well. We're in this journey together. Now go ahead and rock the world this week.